Like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. You're listening to Miss Becky's Classroom. Last time on Miss Becky's Classroom. This town is ours. Don't mm. worry. Mm. Give me give me 20 minutes. Hey, can, I, can I get another one of them shrimp cocktails with them yes. big old shrimp? Mm-hmm. Mm. And <clears throat> why don't you take this too? And so Becky hands him what are probably shrooms. She now let's pick up our story. Yes, and Jeff. Yes, and. <laughs> so, yes, and the last time we left off, <laughs> Becky, had, Becky was cleaning out the casinos of Las Vegas and had won $37,000. High roller. Um, Claire was in a together lab that she put together in this presidential suite of the Bellagio in Las Vegas where she saw a blip on a screen that for some reason she thinks might be uh, Amanda who is a couple days behind them in time at this moment and Amanda is still strapped to a radio flyer wagon with two little girls Kim and Kimmy about to take her apart to get their science adventure girl badge um anybody oh and clint has left with uh with some cash from becky and some hallucinogens um anybody <laughs> anybody want to start off where do we want to start hey kimmy kimmy y- yeah i have an idea okay what if are you magnetic she, she, tries, she tries to stick a Hello Kitty magnet to you and it sticks. Ah, I am. Nice thinking. That was a really good idea. Science. It would, it would make sense because when I'm powered up, my head is powered by an electric magnetic charge to flow over my body. Mm, that sounds like science. How does that work? It is science and we will get to that later. Okay. We have some lessons to get from the here to there. Do you girls go to after school care anywhere? Mm, we used to. Where'd you go? We went to Mud Puppies. Oh, guess what? I used to work at Mud Puppies. I know. You know? Mm-hmm. Wait. Are you Kim and Kimmy that moved up in 2000? 17? Yeah, you didn't remember us, did you? Because you're so grown now. Mm. 
Oh my goodness. You used to have arms and legs. I did. You remembered. You guys have a much better memory than I do. I bet you both have your memory badges, don't you? Mm -hmm. Remember when you wouldn't let us take apart the computer? Well, that was really because the director, Mrs. Williams, didn't want anybody to take apart the computer. You said you'd let us take apart something sometime, and I here you are. Did. <laughs> wow. You guys have really good memories. You are our favorite teacher. That is so uh -huh. neat. Until you said girls. no. Well, no. no is a really what? disappointing answer, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Are you disappointed I, like we were? <laughs> I, I am. I understand how you felt powerless at Mud Puppies. They are looking at you with these very sweet but devilish looking looks. What about a compromise? Mm, that's like everybody gets something, but everybody's unhappy. Hopefully we won't all be unhappy. Mm. Okay, what's your compromise? What if you two make a visit to Mud Puppies and show Miss Liz how you can take apart one of my tentacles? And then mm. it would be like a science badge and like a teaching badge because you could show the children their science. We weren't going to take apart your tentacles because they look like they're made of meat, but I suppose we could get a knife. <laughs> and so Kimmy goes over to uh No, 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 not now. What? This needs to happen at Mud Puppies with Miss Liz. But all of our tools are here. <clears throat> they can come in the wagon. You can wrap my tentacles around them, and I will hold them safely. Daddy says I can't take his, his butchering tools out of the garage. Get your dad in here right now. Because mm, I'm going to make a deal. Daddy's at work. Go! We have to go outside and play now. We're going to leave you here. <gasps> and they both look at you, and it's stereo. They say, don't try to escape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> and she grabs her Hello Kitty magnet and they both head out the garage door and close the door behind them. Now we're back to Las Vegas. Are we going to uh, Claire or Becky? <laughs> Becky. Okay, Becky, what's up? Becky, after some heckling, um, decided to be better at gambling. <laughs> And Becky is now up $3.4 million. Oh, well. Oh, wow. And unfortunately, this has drawn her some attention. Mm -hmm. Now, Becky doesn't think it's unfortunate because she's Becky. And, you know, she loves attention. But as she's walking down the street, she gets the feeling that someone might be watching her. And she, she's getting a little nervous, but she's not panicked yet when all of a sudden she hears a puppy barking. Woof, woof. And Becky loves puppies. So Becky decides, oh, look, there is a puppy. <laughs> uh, 
uh, Becky decides to uh, to turn down this dark alleyway to go save this puppy. And With- what does she encounter in the alleyway? Hey, uh, hey, uh, hey, little lady. We were watching you in the casino. Uh, you're on quite a winning streak. That I am. <laughs> how much? Uh, how much cash money you got on you? I think that would be imprudent to tell you, sir. <laughs> uh, I think it's weird how there's this alleyway on the strip in Las Vegas. It is so weird, but not as weird as the fact that there's a puppy somewhere. So if you'll excuse me, yeah, I have well, to go I, rescue the puppy. I tell you what, that was just me doing a puppy imitation. I am a part-time ventriloquist at one of the lesser-known casinos down the strip. Woof, woof. Well, wow, that is that is mighty impressive. Yeah. Um, and what's going on here is uh, I'm going to rob you. Um, see, I don't, I don't think you are. Uh, I think I can take your money and run away quicker than you can because you're wearing eight-inch stilettos and mine are only six-inch. They're very nice. They're very nice. They really make my calves look nice. They make my calves really pop with these. Are those real Lobotons? Um, yeah, okay. (laughs) Anyway, you're not going to- Lobaton, Hypaton, yeah. Because I have something that you don't know about. Mm, I have something you don't know about too. It's called a gun. I <laughs> see. Becky um makes a little chirping sound. I don't really What's chirp- it sound like? Chirp. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a gun, that was a chirping sound. And all of a sudden out of nowhere appears a um, eight-foot sandworm. <gasps> Sparkles. Sparkles. Hey, uh, what's that? What's that there giant worm thing going to do? What? What? What is that? That's some sort of, uh, what do you call a uh, uh, hieroglyphic, uh, a hologram? That's some sort of hologram? This is your worst fucking nightmare. Uh, no, my and- worst fucking nightmare is like my stepdad. And uh, uh, anyway. Um, what, what, go ahead. Oh, no. Oh, no. Eats him. Sparkles, Becky, like, it's like Pokemon. Becky says, Sparkles, go. And she says, Teeth attack. And. Well, this, this certainly doesn't feel good with this worm attacking me with its teeth. And he. <laughs> He like you hear him gargling and and screaming and then he's just gone and then the the worm like spits out his gun. Becky said, hmm, "I need to take another one of these." And picks it up and puts it in her purse. And the worm belches. Good boy, Sparkles. And then. And then. Becky notices someone looking at her from the top of the window and this person is like cloaked all in black but sticks out one finger and makes like a beckoning motion with his finger Mm -hmm. and becky thinks yeah why the hell not and she turns around and she enters the door and uh what's on the other side of the door We'll fade to black. Oh, okay. We're fading I'm to black. Fine. And and now we're gonna go back to we're gonna go back to Claire. What's Claire up to? She found a blip last time we, we saw her. Yes. 
and she jots down the, the location where she saw the blip and realizes she, uh, even if taking a, her private jet, she's not going to make it back to save Amanda, if it is Amanda, in time. <laughs> so Amanda gets, or Claire decides to call Brett and Chet. And she gets them on the phone. She tells them the situation, and they already knew that Amanda was missing. And so Claire goes, fine, fine, fine. But I need you to go to this location as soon as you can and see if it's Amanda. Um, uh, what do those guys sound like? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there you go. Yep. And so they agree to do that. The this is going to cause a temporal disturbance, though, because um, where we've wow. been experiencing Amanda has been a couple days behind where you guys are in the timeline. So when they get there, they get up to the house and it's this, it's this rural ranch style house. It's kind of, kind of, a, you know, it's just kind of like acreages, that kind of neighborhood and a beautiful house. And they pull up and um, they both get out of the car and a little girl comes running up and says, you're one of them tentacle monsters like Miss Amanda. And he says, oh, I forgot I have to do both the characters. He says, <laughs> he says yep. yep. And the other one says, uh, is, uh, is Miss Amanda around here? And she says, nope, we took her away. And she's not our, we, we wanted to take her apart and play with her, but she's not our toy anymore. And, and the guys ask, where, where, where did you take her? Hmm. We tried to take her to Mud Puppies, but we didn't make it there. God damn it. And, you know, they ask a couple more questions, and the girls are trying to answer. And they, they show off their new science batches that they just got, and they were just stitching them onto their, um, what do you stitch badges on when you're at Adventure Vest. Their vest. Their vest? Okay. Uh-huh. I don't know if it was a vest or an apron or what. Um, so they, they were stitching. And so the guys, the guys head out. They call, they call Claire back and say that, that she had been there, but it had been a couple days ago. Oh. Now Claire realizes there's a, a, a rip in the fabric of time, and Amanda is not in the exact time loop that Becky and her are in and it's just yeah. Claire's gonna have to fly back to the wide base and go to her <laughs> and sort things out at the actual lab and we go back to the red little red wagon and Amanda has finally convinced the girls through superior adult logic and reasoning to not take her apart immediately and to pull her to mud puppies child development center and so the girls have, they've packed their adventure bags they've packed sack lunches and bottles of water and they've got some tools and they've got some extra rope and they tell their moms they're heading off and they walk down the road with with uh, Amanda on the cart, and as they as they they head down the street, 
they say, do you know any songs? I do. I do know some songs. Remember that one you used to sing to us when we were little? I do remember that. Can you sing it now? I can. Oh, Mr. Sun, Sun, Mr. Golden Sun, please shine down on me. Oh, Mr. Sun, Sun, Mr. Golden Sun, hiding behind the trees. These little children are asking you to please come up so we can play with you, oh, Mr. Sun, Sun, Mr. Golden Sun, please shine down on, won't you shine down on, won't you shine down on Kimmy and Kim. Who used to like that song before you were mean to us? <laughs> Why do you want to go to Mud Puppies? Um, I thought that it would be really cool for you to show off the younger children your science skills, and maybe they'd want to be adventure girls too. Mm, are you trying to trick us? I'm not. When we wanted to take apart the computer and you said we couldn't take apart the computer and then you find something else for us to, get us, for us to take apart and then you never did, that was tricking us. I'm really sorry about that. And it was my mistake that I said I was going to find something for you to take apart. And then I never followed through. And I apologize for that. And I hope that going forward, I will remember the promises I make to people because promises are important. That's why when I promised Kimmy we were going to take you apart, I meant it. Wow. Touché, we had to, Kim. Touché. We had, to, we, had to get out of, we had to get out of the garage. Her mom thought we were up to something. Let's bring her to the fort. <laughs> lead on, girls. Lead on. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> we're going to... We're going to go back and find out who is beckoning Becky. Um, so, Becky, you walk into this room, a, a finger beckons you in, and you, you walk uh, in. Uh, what's happening? Well, Becky walks in. <clears throat> uh, and pause for a second. Am I going to need – is there going to be need to be a voice of any kind? Yes. Okay. I, just wanna... I think, like, um, yes. Okay. Well, okay. So, you walk in, and – the room is, it's, she walks into a black, pitch black room, except for like candlelight going up a set of stairs. Becky thinks this is pretty odd, but you know what? She's got her sandworm. She's got her magical gun that she finally read the manual and knows how to use. And, she, and she's feeling pretty okay about this situation. Hey, lady, see those stairs there with the candles? Come on, come, come on up those stairs. Wow, that is not <laughs> where I was going with this at all. <laughs> Becky decides, eh, okay, and walks up the stairs. Well, maybe this is not the voice of the person you are thinking of. Maybe this is somebody else. Come, come, come up these stairs. And Becky does. And what's at the top of the stairs? <gasps> there is a desk. It's like a very formal oak paneled library. 
and there's a desk and there is an older grandfatherly man in a business suit <laughs> sitting at the desk in his huge leather chair stroking a Persian cat. I think my boss over there behind the desk, he wanted to see you. Would, would you like a, what's it called, a beverage? No, thank you. Becky is smart enough after that one night um, in Arkansas when she drank something and woke up somewhere very, very strange. She does not take drinks from strangers anymore. Okay, well, I will leave you alone with my boss. Thank you, sir. That that guy, the beckoning guy walks out and you are alone with the cat guy. The cat guy. How can I help you? Um, uh, I don't know how you can help me. Um, I'm not really clued in on why I invited you here. <laughs> how do you think I might be able to help you or you might be able to help me? Oh, isn't it, isn't it fun when the tables are turned? <laughs> I'm having a great time. And anyway... This is my, this is my, mm, what's the voice? This is, this, mm, this is my kitty, Mr. Mr. Cupcakes. Mr. Oh my God. I used to have a pet raccoonicorn named Cupcake. Mm, a raccoonicorn. That sounds like a delightful pet. Are you, are you a collector of exotic animals? Mm, I am. And I noticed my voice is changing too. I'm just finally starting to go through puberty. <laughs> You appear to be 82 years old, so that is very interesting. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yes, yes, it is. Yeah, mm. yes, yes, it is interesting. Um, anyway, um, are you here to trade or buy an exotic animal? Buy. I'm here to buy. <laughs> buy, 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 buy. What do you have? What do you have? Like? What do you have? Mm, I have friends who can procure creatures from all over the place. Are they magic? Mm, some of them have powers. Telekinetic okay. powers. All do kinds you, of powers. Do you have real-life Pokemon? I've always wanted a real-life Pokemon. Mm, I don't know what a Pokemon <laughs> is because I'm a fucking adult, but um, okay. And I'm 85 years old, apparently. Uh, I don't Fine. What do you have with telekinetic powers? I'll take that. Mm, I, we have... Let me... How do I explain? I have a pair of dealers in the eastern Middle West who have recently acquired a being with fur tentacles and... <gasps> psychic powers and the ability to hover she is from a race that has been recently mostly destroyed <gasps> another timeline no oh dear um, and they my clients are planning to dismantle her and sell her for parts but <laughs> if we had to call to them quickly we could probably arrange a sale it yeah, is a female I, of this of this species, and there aren't many of them left. Does she ask for a lot of Xanax? She, I, I'm not aware of that. I'm, 
I, I know at the I'm moment gonna... at the moment she's been dis, dis, um, disabled by a a ray the the uh, the young ladies I work with built, and um, <laughs> anyway they she's in captivity and is at their at their mercy and I think we could have her to you very quickly if you decided to make the purchase. Yes, please. Let's. Uh, we better we better do that. We better do that as soon as possible. Mm. How much? Um, what is that exquisite yellow creature on your shoulder? My voice <gasps> continues to change. That is not for sale, sir. Make the sale, Becky. But I understand it's not for sale, but what is what is it and what can it do? It's it's just a plain it's it's a snake. It's just a snake. It's not exotic. I do have that seems to be one of them sandworms. No, this is just a snake. I do have an egg. Do you see this egg? Mm-hmm. It most certainly has a magical creature inside of it. Mm-hmm. I'm more interested in money. How much do you have? Um, approximately. Becky decides to lowball. Um, one million dollars. Mm. You'll have to go back to the casino and win some more if you want to make this deal. Okay, I have eight point seven now. Would you like eight point seven million dollars? It's going to cost you at least sixteen. Shit. Do it, Becky. Okay, I'll be back in a few hours. And we're going to leave there. We're going to go to to Claire for a moment. What's Claire up to? Well, well, Claire had realized she needed to get on her private jet and fly back to the WB so she could hopefully rescue Amanda to finish out her plan that she's still well, she's formulated it, but I think she needs to tweak it a little bit. But she realizes she should probably let Becky know, since Becky is let, you know, Becky's her friend now. So she, oh, yeah. So <clears throat> Claire throws on some going out on the strip clothes. Made it in stilettos? No, 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 no. Just, Twelve just, inch. <laughs> kitten, kitten heels. She's sensible. Kitten heels. Kitten heels. Yes, kitten heels. And with her black pantsuit and white shirt, she's classy and doesn't know how to do the whole Becky ensemble. Just doesn't sit well. So she gets, puts her kitten heels on and throw some cash into her her purse and heads down to the lobby of the Bellagio. And you meet somebody in the elevator it's like, mmm, those kitten heels are perfect with that outfit. And you feel real good about it because some stranger complimented you. Okay, so you get to the you get to the <laughs> lobby. <laughs> Claire gets to the lobby and decides it and pulls out her cell phone and calls Becky to see where she is. Hey, uh, just... hey, you're Claire, right? Oh, oh, yeah. Hi, yeah. Clint. Clint, yeah. Um, didn't recognize <laughs> you with that outfit on. Those are nice kitten heels you got there. Those are perfect. <laughs> I'm a veterinarian. That's a kitty cat joke. Uh, anyway, Becky. <laughs> She tried to get rid of me earlier, gave me some, uh, some hallucinogens and, and some cash and sent me off to go to some silly show. Um, I, I went and saw Penn and Teller instead because, Ooh. I mean, 
that's a decent show and not people flipping and flopping around. Anyway, um, she disappeared. Not sure where she is. Um, I'm, I'm full of, of uh, uh, shrimp right now. Anyway, I'm just going to tag along with you if that's okay. Yes, yes, that is fine. Clint, are you sure you don't need to go up to the room and rest your belly or something? Because uh, No, nah, no, nah, there's, I'm cast iron here, baby, but um, yeah, we're okay. 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 Are so we ever going to get back and uh, find my girl? We're working on it. I, mm. I, I, we're getting closer. Okay. Okay. So I'm calling Becky right now to see if she answers her phone. Maybe we can meet up because I need her help. Does Becky answer her phone? Hello. Becky, where are you? I'm busy. <laughs> okay, I, I'm, Clint found me. Hey, that's mine. Sorry. <laughs> is Clint getting, Cl is, are, are you interfering with Amanda and Clint? Oh. Oh, what is oh. going on there? Claire? Hell no. She tried to murder her, and now it sounds like you are coming on to him. What? No, no, my, my rap was falling, and I didn't realize Clint was trying to keep it from falling and hitting the floor. <laughs> I thought it was some stranger trying to swipe it from me. Anyway, so I, I found Amanda. Whatever. You found Amanda? Well, kind of. I, well, I kind of found her also. Um, I have to like earn another eight million dollars before we can get her though. Oh, not a problem. Tell me where you are. Oh, okay. Well, I'm at the um creepy alley on the strip. <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah. I'll, Clint and I will be there in ten. Hang on. Great. See. So, <laughs> Clint. Clinton Claire head, head to the creepy alley on the strip of Las Vegas. We're gonna go back to, to Amanda. The girls have brought you into their clubhouse. It's this little I mean it's exactly what you'd expect a little girl's clubhouse in the woods to be. Um on the outside. It's is it oh on is the it outside. Exactly what you think it's on the outside. Be? It's it's just it looks like a kid's fort on the outside that the kids actually built themselves. On the inside, it is just all stainless steel you notice the floor drain and when they oh, get you in there geez. they they chain up your your tentacles and one of them turns to the other and says we're gonna have some fun now and that was kim we turned off your powers with this laser bat blaster we built we decided since you didn't let us to take apart that computer, we've been planning to capture you for a long time. And then once you turned into an alien monster, our plans really started coming together. We're going to take you apart and sell the pieces. Ha, ha, ha. And she does a little, little shoulder and hip shape when she says, ha, ha, ha. Kim? Mm-hmm. Have you thought this through? Mm-hmm. I just don't know if you've considered how much more money I would fetch on the open market if I was whole. Mm. Because I am an alien monster. Mm. I do have a stainless steel body and three fur tentacles. Mm -hmm. And psychic abilities. Mm -hmm. And I hover. 
You think you can make money on me with parts? Bitch, you would better sell me whole and then you'll see some cash coming in. Kimmy, she said a swear. Yeah, I did. And so they start taking you apart. God damn it. Oh, no, wait, wait a second here because we've got to get the, we've got to catch the timelines up. And so they spend, about uh, two days taking you apart and i mean you were pretty taken apart all together i mean your head was disconnected from your body but there's really not much to take apart they opened you up and inside your stainless steel body there was i mean there's no components in there it was just kind of an empty void and so whatever makes you work is kind of like magical but they're doing they're, I mean, they're hammering and sawing. And so I guess when I say take you apart, they're trying to take you apart. And it's not really going well. And then two days later, Kimmy's cell phone rings. <laughs> ring, ring. Mm-hmm. This is Kimmy. Yes, I have a buyer. I'm not sure this is what my voice, my voice sounds like. It's only been a few minutes. Um, I'm the guy from Las Vegas in the creepy alley. In case you don't recognize the voice, mm-hmm. how much? And he says, mm, I will give you $9 million. Oh. Do, do we have to deliver? Because our wagon, we bent, we, we bent the axle on our wagon because she's kind of heavy. So we can't, we can't can, you, can you pick her up? And he says, I don't think that'll be a problem. I, I, don't, I don't think that will be a problem. And she, she kind of says, hold on. And she talks to Kim for a minute. And then she gets back on the phone and she says, deal. <gasps> but we're going to have to put her back together. Does she need to be in fully working order? And he says, I think so. I think the client would I think the client would be dependent on it. No. And I think that's where we'll end. Dun dun dun. <laughs> I have to pee. I'll be back. See, everything works out. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, share the show, unless you're, you know, too embarrassed, which we totally understand. Hey, you can also head over to playvolutionhq.com slash podcasts slash Becky and engage with us back soon with another episode. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.